Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? Today, we're privileged to chat with my friend and guest, Austi Eckley. In this episode, we'll chat about the upsides and downsides to social media and technology, share some powerful observations on culture and our own phone habits, and you'll hear why some say sitting is the new smoking. This is episode 22. Here we go. Well, thank you, Austi, for being with us again today. I'm so excited to have you back. I feel like it's been too long <laughs> since we chatted. It's gonna I be, know. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so, And thank you, listeners, for tuning in this week. So, Austi, could you introduce yourself again, just in case people didn't catch the first time you were on the show, and just maybe tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do right now and with your how many kids you have, all of that fun stuff? Yeah, I... I am so excited to be doing this again with you as well. I just love you. Oh, and, thank you. Um, you're welcome. Uh, my name is Austi Eckley, and I am a wife as well and a mom of four little girls. And, um, oh, man, we have good days and we have crazy days. <laughs> and um, I get the privilege to work in the beauty industry. I get to uh, do hair and makeup for uh, weddings and, and photo shoots and that sort of thing. And, um, and that passion has also stirred another passion in me, which is working with high school girls and just, um, helping them know their worth and their beauty in Christ and, and, um, just kind of coming alongside them and supporting them. And then my husband and I, we, um, run a small nonprofit here in Portland that just supports NICU families. And that started because of, our little girls, our twins in the middle being born at just 28 weeks and six days. So um, like I said on the last episode, we are really busy, but we are also um, just trying to uh, know that it's a blessing from the Lord and that there's different seasons. And and um, yeah, so my husband works a lot as well, but he loves his job. So uh, that helps. Yeah, that is so awesome. I am just really pumped to have you back. Um, So I thought we could just kind of dive right into today's topic, um, which is just how to be a more present and joyful mama. And I literally feel like this is one of those foundational issues that our entire society faces and kind of almost has to battle with today. Like it's, it's a it's a fight. It's tough. It's not the easiest thing to navigate. And I am just super passionate about learning and growing in this area you know, with you, um, with all of our listeners by just engaging on, like engaging with this topic on the podcast pretty often, because I think it's vital to have a game plan, kind of a strategy to handle all of this technology that's in our daily lives. Like it's been, I don't know about you, but to me, it's like, yes, technology has been so monumental in making our lives easier, quicker, simpler, you know, and more convenient. But, um, there was this great article on Forbes.com that I found super, uh, interesting and relevant to what we're going to talk about today. Basically, they were saying health experts love to say that sitting is the new smoking. And I thought, oh, that's so Mm. true. Given the number of diseases to which sitting is linked and the number of people it apparently kills every year, sitting is one of the worst things we can do for health. But possibly as concerning is the thing that we often do while we're sitting, mindlessly scrolling through our social media feeds when we have a few spare minutes or for some people, you know, hours. (laughs) And as we probably 
probably mm-hmm. know intuitively. And as the research is confirming, this article says, it's not the best habit when it comes to our collective psychology. And so I will link yeah. link that article in the show notes. But I mean, it's so true. Like, as we all know from experience, like Osti, I'm sure we'll dive into this together, but social media is, is good. It's like it has the potential to do so many great things, mm-hmm. but then it also can literally drain the life out of us. And <laughs> I don't know, for me, it can waste my time, become addictive. It can cause feelings of depression, anxiety, anger, or loneliness in people. And that's quite a list. Like, you know, what's supposed to become this great source of inspiration and beauty and fun ideas, like some good, some bad. Like I didn't know that there were 29 ways to have avocado toast or that people throw, (laughs) you know, birthday parties the size of Texas for their children. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know. So I'll just share one more quick story and then I'd love to ask you some questions about this. So I um, spent a lot of time in airports recently when my husband and I went to um, Europe and Mm -hmm. I, I was noticing especially because I didn't have my kids. So I was really just observing others and just kind of enjoying the time just to focus on other stuff. And it was like I was noticing the tragedy of our society's phone addiction. Like people everywhere in the Mm -hmm. airports were like, instead of looking you in the eye, smiling, waving, making a friendly little comment, like, where are you flying? Where are you going? You know, it's just I'm sad to say it's like people were just not really talking to each other. (laughs) Like, it was just kind of interesting. It seemed like the phone problem kind of transcended culture, too. Like, it was everywhere. There were plenty of people everywhere we went, even in Europe, just sitting sitting down, distracted, on their phones. I don't know. I even found it kind of hilarious, but, like, uh, we, we took a little ride in one of those um little boats in venice and one of the the gondoliers was like on his phone the whole time and i was kind of oh my god i was kind of cracking up because i was like well that's strangely comforting <laughs> i don't know yeah oh uh, what do it you... is super sad yeah we were at um we were at a birthday party i was at a birthday party with my oldest on sunday and it was at like one of those jj jump places okay which are already gives me the creep as a mom i'm like <laughs> like i need to wear a hazmat <laughs> but um and and let me preface this with I am just as guilty so I don't want to act like I'm right any better than this but looking around it was so incredibly sad I at one point I I spun around and I there was about six to seven parents maybe even more and every single one of them was either sitting or standing with their neck broke down <gasps> looking at their phone. Oh. I mean, every single one of them. Oh, no. And I just thought, I don't know, it just made me think like, and not, and again, I struggle with the other times with the phone. Places like that, I turn into like being 15 and I'm going down the slide right. as well. But, <laughs> but, um, uh, but we all have our struggles, but it just, I looked around and I thought, oh my gosh, like, um, I don't know. It just was interesting because I love I love meeting people in places like that that I don't know, you yeah. know, and having those, like you said in the airport, those conversations with total strangers, and and that's just not happening anymore, you know. Yeah, it kind of it kind of breaks your heart. Like my husband showed me this article. Yeah. I think it was like from CNN.com or something. Um, he showed me this kind of this picture. Like I believe it was like a ten year difference between the first photo and the second photo that was taken, and it was these people somewhere in Asia. I honestly don't remember where it was, but it was like a theme park, like some sort of amusement park. Mm -hmm. And they, um, 10 years ago, everyone was kind of smiling, laughing, looking around, whatever, having fun, engaging with the people around them. And then 10 years later, like now, since we all have phones and social media and all that, 
everybody mm-hmm. was distracted. Nobody was smiling. And I mean, that's the saddest part. Nobody was smiling, yeah. you know? So anyways, I, yeah. I actually saw that in a wedding photo recently. There was this beautiful wedding photo oh. hanging on a friend's wall. Yeah. And it was of them on their first dance. And what distracted me more than them on their first dance was the crowd. Every single person in the crowd, instead of watching the first dance, was holding up a cell phone, oh. taking a picture or videoing the first dance. Oh, Oh, I know it breaks and your I was heart. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and, and we've probably been, we've probably been there. That's been us at a time where we didn't even realize we're just totally missing the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So this is interesting. I know. I have one more funny story about airports. So again, just a sign of the times. I'm standing there in line to get on the plane to go to Zurich. And um, this older man and his wife were standing kind of right behind us. And we're just like in line to board the plane, right? So we're like walking with Mm -hmm. our carry-on bags and everything. Everybody's ready to go. And this other woman was two or three people ahead of all of us talking super loudly on her phone, FaceTiming her daughter, right? So she's like um, <laughs> practically shout, like shouting like, here I am in the line, here I am, blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of cracking up. Well, this man behind me, this older couple, he kind of muttered to himself, but I could hear him. So I almost burst out laughing. But he he's like, I don't want to be on your face thing. Like he didn't know what it was called. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> It's so good. I know. It's almost like those guys are the lucky ones. Sometimes I feel like that, you know, like I almost wonder if our grandparents or our great grandparents, if, you know, they were kind of the lucky generation, you know, they missed, they missed it. Yeah. I, I feel like it's such a, it's such an addiction. I actually feel like it is, um, it is far worse than even like joking about it or, or, you know, I feel like a trend right now on social media with moms and people in social media is there's this trend happening where Mm -hmm. we all feel guilty about it. We feel guilty (laughs) about it. So we, we want to do posts about it. And so, and myself included in this, we'll post about how bad it is and we'll talk about how bad it is and we'll, you know, have these big soapboxes on it, but yet we're still doing it. (laughs) So like, I laugh when I, when I see that, or even when I do it, you know, when I know how I feel and I know how bad it is, but it is truly an addiction. And I know that because I am sober, I don't drink. And, and I know um, that with things that are an addiction, you have to actually cut it off. And so Justin and I lately have actually been talking like, how, how can you really cut it off? And um, recently, I, I had a night where I did an experiment, and I actually told him I'm going to turn my phone off, like actually turn the phone off. Yes. And so I turned it off. And first of all, I couldn't believe how many times I went to go find it. And yes. I was like, what is my problem? <laughs> and um, the other thing I realized is the, the phone addiction is so bad. It's actually like a cigarette smoker. So yes. it's like a smoker. So a lot of smokers, it's not just the nicotine. It's actually the physical part of having a cigarette in their hand and actually the motion of putting it to their mouth. And so there's a whole thing that goes into addiction with cigarettes. It's not just the nicotine. It's the whole entire emotion of doing it. Yeah. And I feel like the phone is the same thing. Like I will find myself walking through the house, carrying the stinking thing around. Like it's my precious from yeah. Lord yes. of the Rings. From Do you Lord know what Rings. I mean? And like, if I can't find it for a second, I'm in full panic mode. Like, like what? It's a problem. I so, um, so oh. I, yeah, I just, I feel like, our generation knows it's bad. We all know it's bad and we know it. And yes, we can talk about the good parts because there are good parts. And Mm -hmm. I would love to talk about that too. And we'll get there. But I do think that more than it being good, it is bad. And I think it's getting worse 
as, as these kids are getting younger with it. But I, I just feel like if we don't make actual changes and we just keep talking about it, posting about it, you know, wanting to, wanting to change, but don't, nothing is going to happen. And it's just going to, it's just going to get worse. And we're going to just keep feeling bad about it and bad about ourselves. And, and um, I think what I've learned in my life is you have to, with anything in your life, you have to actively make the choice to change Mm -hmm. that. And if that's turning the phone off at night and telling your husband, I'll be on email if you have an emergency <laughs> or whatever it yeah. is. Um, I think that's something we have to do. I completely agree. I just, um, I think it's fair to say that we all living right now, like anybody alive right now has to learn somehow to navigate the challenge of this great technology. Like it's uncharted waters, yeah. you know, for our entire world. Like I think that's why I think it's vital to just think, think it through. And like you said, be honest with yourself if something's getting out of control, you know, and it's just, yeah. it's better to be honest, face the facts and then make the changes that you need to make. And even if people, yeah. people around you might not understand or this or that, that's okay. Like that's what we're going to talk about. So, so I wanted to kind of break this down into little bite-sized pieces for every upside of technology Mm -hmm. and social media there's typically a downside or many (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so Mm -hmm. the the challenge is and what we're trying to figure out is how and when and how much we choose to engage with all of it so the first upside i have thought of was just you know social media does allow us to connect with virtually anyone anywhere so have you seen that to be like a good thing in your life like that aspect of it yeah absolutely especially with business and ministry and I, you know, I have this desire to pursue speaking and it's been so fun. I can like message these people that I just am so inspired by, even if they don't message back and I can just pretend like we're best friends, yes. <laughs> but um, it is so cool to think like I can actually like message, like that's actually how I uh, met that wonderful woman. I shared your story, her story with everyone, the Gretchen um, gal that I got to talk to. I just, messaged her on Instagram and she responded and she was amazing and kind. And now we have this sweet long distance friendship. And I just feel like the luckiest girl in the world. And that only happened because of this cool ability that we have to connect through social media like that. Yeah, totally. Like I'm thinking of some cousins and friends I have who live far away, but it's just, I get to see their kids, you know, we can FaceTime, we can keep up with just how they're doing. But I will say (laughs) I'm pretty old school and I enjoy just calling them up on the phone and chatting. Like, in fact, you and I love to do this, which is so great because not a lot of my friends like to do that. (laughs) But FaceTime and cook dinner together. We do. (laughs) It's amazing. I know. So here's the downside. So there's an upside and then here's the downside. We now have an intimate look at the lives of the rich and famous, so to speak. Like yep. I attribute the 1980s TV show, cause that's my, you know, birth decade. <laughs> I, I attribute mm-hmm. that show for starting that kind of negative cultural shift. Like mostly it's just not good. Like now we can see yeah. all these details, curated beauty perf- yep. and perfection. And then we can start to have this unrealistic expectation of what life can or should like give us quote, you know, in mm-hmm. quotes, give us, or it kind of mm-hmm. increases what, than like the feelings we have of what we deserve. Like sometimes I find myself selfishly thinking, yeah, like I need more of da da da, whatever. And every other mom seems to have this. And it's like, usually it involves things like clothes or fancy meals out or more throw pillows because I have mm-hmm. a thing about throw pillows. Yep. I just love them. But, <laughs> you know, 
Another downside is that we have zero context. So we often make a thousand little assumptions that may or may not be true, which again, adds up to right. major discontent. Like, did, have you found that at all, like in your own life? Yeah, I, I absolutely. The, the whole um, just comparison thing or, or, or feeling like, oh my gosh, how does she have it so together? And, and how is her Instagram so perfect and beautiful? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which I actually, I actually, um, uh, sick up for some of those mamas though, because I do, I do feel like, um, with my Instagram, I, it's kind of my one little place that I have control of that I can not have messes all over it, you know, and, um, but I think if you actually read it, you know, I'm, I, I want to always be real and authentic and not yeah, for sure. pretending like my life is something that it's not, but, but yeah, absolutely. Of course I struggle with yeah comparison and, and all of that. Yeah. It's just interesting to think like historically, because I love to think about culture and how it's evolved over time with like as technology increases or what trends mm -hmm. have happened over the years. And yeah, I just I was watching some like uh, I think it was this, the documentary that Tom Hanks did on the decades, like the 60s, the 70s. It was like through, mm. through CNN. It was so I mean, to me, it was like fascinating. So I was watching the one on the 80s and it, it just literally hit me. I think that's where some of this comparison trap really started to come into full force in our culture is because it's like open the doors here's so-and-so's mansion and now you can walk through and you can see what you are missing out yep. on <laughs> it's like yeah so and then came the real world yeah on M mpv remember that oh yep, yeah real world and yes mtv cribs and all that like oh yeah stuff. i think it's funny you said that about culturally because i actually believe that one of the biggest issues with this uh -huh. is not actually just this idea of, you know, the phone or being distracted, but I actually think our brains have actually changed. And I know this is like an actual real thing because I heard a lady speak on it one time, but, but our brains are actually so they're different and we are more impatient and yeah. we want, we want um, instant gratification. Hello, yes. Amazon prime. Yes. We want, <laughs> we want, um, we want entertainment at all times. And I yes. know this to be true because that's something I struggle with majorly. Like even sitting here, you know, doing this super fun podcast in between moments, I can even start to like, my eyes are drifting off and yep. get to, you know, Oh, maybe I can surf Pinterest while <laughs> we're talking. Like who, not that I don't enjoy talking to you. I yes. love talking to you, but I'm being totally honest yes. with how bad it really is. And like, we can't ever, you know, I even struggle sometimes in my quiet times in the morning, I get down here and I cannot be content with just sitting here and being still. It's like my brain and my body physically needs something happening at all time. And that's incredibly unhealthy, like yeah. incredibly unhealthy. Like I almost feel like I want to go to the mountains. Yes. I think that's why when you do go to a place that has no cell phone service, at first you're kind of annoyed because you're like, yes. I, mean, I can't story this on my Instagram. <laughs> but then you're like, after a day or two, you're like, oh, this is so nice, you know? Yeah, I just think it's almost like we have to figure out a way to detox from all of this because it is like so detox, incessant. Yeah. Yeah. Detox is the absolute perfect word. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's one more thing about comparison before we kind of keep going with some of these upside and downside. Um, another thing about the comparison, comparing our lives with others, they've actually done these studies that say like it's mentally unhealthy, which is what you were just basically kind of saying. It's, mm -hmm. it's like it's affecting our brains and our emotions and everything like Part of the reason this article was saying um, 
that Facebook makes people feel socially isolated, even though they might not actually be isolated, is that comparison factor. So we're scrolling and ju yeah. judging how we measure up. And like, um, as soon as we compare, we start to feel worse or better or worse than our friends. And both comparisons mm -hmm. they've studied make you feel worse. <laughs> like, so yeah. e even if you yeah. think I'm doing better than so-and-so or yeah, that's great that she's taking this vacation, but at least I get to go here in two weeks. You know, like even if you think that, it still makes you feel bad in the end because it's just interesting. All the all the comparison is linked to depressive symptoms, they say. So that's kind of yeah. shocking, but it's just, it's a truth. Um, here's another upside, right? So I think we could all acknowledge social media, pictures, beautiful, um, beautiful feeds are beautiful to look at, right? It's like, I mean, for anyone who's artistic, appreciates something well done and quality and beautiful, mm -hmm. it's aesthetically pleasing to look at beautiful things, yes. But again, the downside of that is that our culture tends to worship youth and beauty. So then it's no surprise mm -hmm. that a lot of these accounts of people that we might not even know, but we just admire for whatever reason, quickly accumulate just these hundreds of thousands of followers if they're beautiful, pleasing to our eye. And again, that's not a beauty is not a bad thing in and of itself. It's just kind of that cautionary aspect of social media to watch out for. I kind of found that I had to unfollow a certain fitness guru girl who was like posting these pictures mm -hmm. of her perfectly petite little sculpted body and i just i i told myself i'll just follow her to be inspired and see what she's eating for breakfast mm. and it's like yeah. actually no i can't avocado avocado toast <laughs> yeah i can't wake up every morning to so and so's abs i just can't it's like no you know mm -hmm. it was making no. me feel insecure and frustrated with myself it would put me in a bad mood and so i just promptly tapped unfollow and she's probably a wonderful person but i just couldn't feed my yeah. mind and my heart and soul with that anymore so i don't know i'd be curious to know if you have an example like that um from your life yeah and you know what's funny with me is i've never well so we all have insecurities and yes. in different ways. And, and I think for me, I, for most of my life, I've, I haven't really been that girl that gets, you know, kind of weird about other girls or insecure about other girls. And, and, um, but as I've gotten older and, mm -hmm. and like you said, like become a mom and my yes. body's changed or whatever. Um, I think I find myself having different insecurities and, and maybe not as much the insecure feeling more of the comparison thing. So, yes. so yeah, I, I followed this person, this one person a long time ago, just because she was local and kind of cool. And, but I found that like when I would read her stuff, it just kind of bugged me. And I know that sounds yeah. harsh, but there was just not, there was no other way to explain how I was feeling. I just kind of found, found myself just kind of being like, eh. so I unfollowed her. And then it was so funny. A year later, I somehow came back in contact with this with the feed and I was like well maybe I'll try again like follow <laughs> her again and then I found myself again just kind of I don't know and, and it's not anything bad about her yes and, and I don't necessarily think it's bad about me and what's funny is I wasn't jealous and I wasn't insecure I was just annoyed like I didn't know oh yeah I couldn't quite pin like the feeling of how I was feeling but but my point of all this is it's okay like you said to just hit unfollow because yeah. that's it's not it's not helping me. It's not inspiring me. And, and another thing is that if that is how social media can make you feel, something I've been trying to do lately is honestly just not scrolling. Yes. Like I actually don't even like to scroll. I can actually feel the life coming out of myself yes. as I scroll it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with following and scrolling and yeah. 
the the awesome part about all this this is so I feel like it's universal so I hope this is resonating with all of our wonderful listeners <laughs> but I <laughs> just literally I was sharing the story about you know I can't wake up every morning to so and so's abs and I literally mm-hmm. said that and this other girl a friend of mine that I know was like oh were you following so and so and I'm like yes and she goes I had to do the same thing <laughs> it's like yeah oh, it's well, just, yeah it's just sometimes we just have to make that choice like you said earlier just take a stand stop talking about it stop you know thinking you can handle it if it's bugging you something's yeah. deep in your soul is like ah this doesn't it's not helping me it's okay it's it's okay to unfollow yeah so here's one other thing yeah. that kind of plays into exactly what you were just saying often we are scrolling or doing looking and doing whatever we're doing and it triggers these feelings of jealousy but here's the ki- here's the kicker so again this this article i'm quoting is linked in our show notes but they were saying it can become this vicious cycle of, okay, you feel jealous and then you want to make your own life look better and post jealousy inducing posts of your own. And then it's this endless circle of like one upping and feeling jealous. And I thought that's so true. Like it's crazy, but you know, I'm sure at one time or another, a lot of us have gotten caught in that. Like I know I have, and it's just like, you, you do the very thing. You're like, I don't want to get caught up in this, but then you're just caught like almost like in a spider web where it's just sticky and yucky yeah. and gross and you're like oh I don't I wish that wasn't in my heart but it's there and so we have to just guard against that you know um I would just also want to insert here and I said this on I think on Instagram when we had Valentine's Day last month um mm-hmm. so you know I can't tell you how many times I felt like hey I'm feeling good uh, my husband and I are gonna do this simple thing to celebrate then I made the mistake in the past of checking social media on holidays like that for five minutes. And instantly, if I wasn't careful, I'm just plunged into despair because somebody else's husband mm-hmm. got a sparkling diamond ring the size of a golf ball for his <laughs> wife or or like a couple that I know gets to go to this fancy restaurant that I've wanted to go to, but didn't get to go or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. and then you see like humble brags, which is also a really weird thing we have to guard against now. Like what a weird Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It's so mm. it's so funny that mm-hmm. we have to deal with this Mm-mm. stuff, but it's true, and it's like psh, like the air out of a tire, you know. Like we just oh. yep. So I've just learned on holidays, especially like Christmas, you know, even Easter. I don't know anything where it's like oh, yeah. I thought that I could do this for my kids and it would be special. Oh my goodness, somebody else did this extravaganza. Like oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. For Thanksgiving this year, I actually, um, I was just so sick of it and sick of it as in my own addiction. I just said, Nope, I'm done. And so I signed off on like Wednesday and I didn't plug back into like Sunday night. And it was, we spent the whole weekend with family and it was just amazing. It was like life giving. Yes. Well, we will pick up the second half of this conversation with Austin next week on episode 23. I hope you are already feeling challenged and encouraged to make a plan for yourself to manage your phone and your time on your phone more effectively. I know that after we chatted, I was so inspired to make some concrete changes in my life. I can't wait to hear from you and how these episodes might spur you on to positive action. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too. Good old-fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Come visit Sunday Afternoon Mama and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. And as I say this today, it's with a cautious encouragement. I'll be back with you next week. In the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. 
You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.